All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, We'll be talking about the water and the blood. You cannot separate the two, we, and we need both of them. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I pray you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, thank you for being a wonderful God. Lord, we thank you for continually blessing us, how you continually give us air to breathe. You give us food to eat. Uh, you give us a place to reside and Lord, you, you've given us so many things. Uh, Lord, help us to continually remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm, no matter what we're facing in life, no matter what we will face, no matter what we have faced in the past. Lord, continually just keep our minds stayed on you. Help us to have that perfect peace that your word told us about. Lord, just help us in everything that we do um, just to be the people that you're calling for, Lord. Uh, in these last and evil days, as we're seeing so many people walk away from you, so many people reject you, so many people that don't want to have anything to do with you, Lord, help us to just be different. Help us to be set apart. Help us to be um, called according to your word and help us to respond to that call, Lord. We know that you've called us. The Bible tells us many are called. Help us to respond to the call that you've placed over our lives, Lord. And help, help us that no matter what we do, help us to do it in a manner that is full of joy. Um, having... Um, happiness about it. Lord, help us not to do things out of um, um, sadness. We, Lord, we want to serve you happily. We, we want to be joyous about it. So Lord, help us to see the things that we have to be thankful for, uh, to be joyous about it. So Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So uh, we're going to get into the word tonight. Um, and I actually want to I think I told you a different place, Melvin, but I actually want to go to the book of 1 John chapter 5. Um, I'll switch it up some. 1 John chapter 5, and we'll go to verse 5, 1 John 5 and 5. Um, but just, just looking at things around the world, I thank God for his word um, because so many people do not want to follow God's word. Um, and I also was one of those people. But I thank God that he showed me a better way, a better life. Uh, the things that I, I thought I knew, I didn't actually know until God opened my eyes. Um, and now I see so much fulfillment in serving God. Um, we know the Bible tells us Jesus he came down here and he died for the joy that was set before him. So the scripture tells us he was happy to do this. Uh, he wasn't miserable. He wasn't upset about it. Uh, and so I thank God that he's given me 
a joy to serve him, a joy to serve his people. Uh, even though sometimes Melvin people might frustrate you, <laughs> people might make you upset, uh, people might get on your nerves, whatever. But it's fulfilling. Um, there's a benefit to doing what God says. And so I hope and pray that as we continue to grow, as we continue to learn about God, that we would see just how joyous and um, how happy and fulfilling this life is. So I want to get to some things tonight. We're going to come again, as I said, first John chapter five and verse five, we're talking about water and blood. Um, Now water is something that we drink. Um, We use it every day of our life to do something. Uh, things that we don't even think about. If we get in a vehicle, you know, there, there's water in that vehicle causing it to run. Um, we use water to cook. We use it to bathe. Um, we use water for everything. Um, and so I thank God for the water and the blood. You know, the scripture tells us blood is the life of the creature. And so without blood, uh, we wouldn't be able to breathe. We wouldn't be able to um to, to hear, to see. We wouldn't be able to do any of the things that we do. And so water and blood are both extremely important. So uh, these are some things that I wanted to look at tonight. Um, and I always try to make sure that we remember these things. There are some verses that um, thought about or, or was, was brought up and Hadn't thought about those verses in a while. And so I thank God for even reminding me of some verses that I haven't looked at in some time. And so we're going to look at some things tonight. First John chapter five, let's see what he says in verse five. All right. And before that, we have one comment. David says, good evening, everyone. Hope everyone is having a great day in the Lord. And we wish the same for you too. Thank you for tuning in. Um, So verse, first John five and verse five. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, we must understand that life is short. You know, however we wish to look at this thing, we don't have much time left. It doesn't matter if it's a baby just being born. Life is short. Uh, scripture tells us man born of a woman is of a few days full of trouble. Our life is so short. You know, we, we think we have 20 years, 30 years, 40, 50, whatever, 60, 70. But it will pass so fast. Whatever age you are right now, just think about the times where you were younger and you say, man, I remember when I was five, when I was 10. You know, when I was 12, I remember we used to do this. I remember uh, <laughs> remember we would get home and we'd eat this or we'd get home, we wouldn't have anything to eat, whatever. You know, if you just think back, you can see how your life has passed so fast, especially older people. Uh, oftentimes they begin to talk about, man, I remember when the gas prices were <laughs> this price and you could go to the store and get this for a nickel and but life has passed so fast. And so we think we have so much time, but this is the time more than ever 
to make your calling and election sure is what the scripture says. And if you don't know what that means, that means this is the time to get right. This is the time to make sure that you've gotten this thing correct, that you're on track, that you're in the place with God that he wants you to be, that you're on that journey every day of your life trying to be better. You know, this isn't time to straddle the fence. This isn't time to backslide and go back. You know, uh, many of us, when we first, when we first got saved, or when we first started sincerely trying to be saved, you know, we were on fire. We, we were dedicated. You know, we were willing to make sacrifices. But after some time passes, we find ourselves falling away from those sacrifices that we used to make. We used to uh, desire to spend time in Bible study, desire to spend time reading his word, you know, desire uh, even just worshiping and praising God. We desire those things. But after some time passes, um, we, we've become um, uh, uh, kind of less interested if you will. Um, and so we, we have to get that desire back that we used to have. Um, and so this is the time right now because we don't know when our last day is. I was uh, riding down the road and they have billboards, um, the electronic kind that run across the entire street. And they have the amount of deaths just on the road. Um, and it, it was, I, I can't remember the exact number. I know it's above a thousand deaths just on the road. They're not counting the entire state, just on the roads uh, themselves. And I just drive every day and I see that number just continually increase every day. We have so much to thank God about. You know, we, we live life and we mope and we're sad and we're upset about this and we're frustrated about that. But there are so many things going on every day. And we wake up. And yeah, we have problems, Melvin. I know we do. We have problems. But we have so much to be thankful for. And we don't recognize it. We don't acknowledge how much we truly have to be thankful for. I want to show God that I'm grateful uh, for whatever small amount that I feel I have. I want to show God I'm grateful because if I can show him I'm grateful, uh, even when I don't have much, that means he'll be willing to give me more. So that, that you know, uh, I know I have a lesson to get to tonight, but um, God might even take me somewhere else. I just want us to, to, to recognize what time we're living in. Our time is winding up. This is not the message I came here with, but it's on my heart. Our time is winding up. And I see so many people were holding on to things that are not true, not even close to being true. Because our family says so, or our mom, or our dad, our cousin, our, our, our uh, spouse says so. We have to get in the word and find out the things that are true. We have to. I think about people in the book of Acts. I believe it's the 17th chapter. Paul, that came, Paul had came to them and, and told them about Jesus and told them about 
um, the, the life that he lived and, and the things that he's desiring for us to do, to be baptized, be filled with the Holy Ghost, and to live a holy life from that point until uh, the day that we die. And the people, some people disagreed with what Paul said. But, you know, there were a group of people that the Bible declares that they were more noble. They were more wise. They were smart. And they said they wanted to find out was the things that Paul said, if they were true or not. So they got into the word, reading day in and day out, checking it out. See, once you get into the word, God can deal with you. He can show you something. Questions you've been having uh, on your mind for a long time. You know what's holding us back from some answers? We won't get into the word. We won't read his word. And you know what happens uh, from there? We won't accept his word. We're fighting his word. Um, we we, we uh, reject the things that we find. See, God can't deal with us. If we're in that condition, it's only so far he can go with us if we continually reject him. And so let's let's accept God's word. I'm pleading with you. Uh, I'm, I'm begging you to accept his word because this is the best thing for you. Now, that this If you decide to do right, honestly, it, it will not stop me. I'm still going to follow God, whether you decide to do right or not. But I want you to do right because I want to see the best for you. I want to see you prosper in life, but not just prosper here. I want to see you prosper even after you leave here. See, there was a rich man, the Bible tells us. He lived uh, a great life. And, you know, these are the people that we look up to, man. And we look up to the rich people. We, we, we're willing to hear everything they tell us to do. We're willing to follow what they say because we say, man, wow, they made it. They know what they're doing. But you know, the Bible tells me Jesus himself, the man himself, he tells us of a rich man who died and went to hell. And you know, when we find this man speaking, he wasn't asking about, man, what about my house? What about those cars that I had? You know, what, what, what about all those nice things I had in my yard, how I had the flowers arranged, how I had the pottery in my yard, how I had the boulders, how I had a pool house. You know, he wasn't talking about all of that stuff, how I had uh, an animal collection or whatever it is that, that we like to collect as people. Every, you know, people have different things they like to collect. He wasn't asking about any of that. This man was tormented, the Bible said. So he asked for a drop of water, hallelujah. He asked for some water. But brother, it's too late for you to seek the water. See, we have an opportunity right now, right now, to seek water, living water. Out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water, the scripture says. You have an opportunity right now to get the things that God has for you. But as long as we keep fighting Him, Sometimes people fight God and they don't even know it. You know, we're fighting God when we don't accept what he says. We read, um, I believe a week or two ago about Balaam. This was a man fighting God. God told him exactly what he wanted him to do. But Balaam wanted to do the opposite. 
and got himself into trouble. See, I don't want to see you get in trouble. I don't want to see you hurt yourself. I don't want to see you waste your life. You know, so many people are working just to retire and live happy ever after. But they're failing to, to think about there's a life after this. And that life is far longer, far longer. Doesn't even compare to the life that we're living here. So let's wake up and start thinking about that life. Let's start working towards that life. See, we work toward a lot of things right now. It's winter time, so somebody's making some preparations for the winter. We should all be doing. Somebody's making preparations for the winter. You know, people are making preparations for Thanksgiving already. Preparations for Christmas already. And that's fine. But are we making preparations for our soul? Where we're going to live for all of eternity? This thing is serious. It's so serious. But we're wasting all of our time on things that don't prosper us. We're wasting all of our time worried about what's going on in someone else's life. Worrying about if they got their problem corrected or not. While we have so many problems we are neglecting. It's time for us to start examining ourselves. Let's follow God and do what he says so we can be saved. You know, this is how serious this thing is. The Bible tells us many are called but few are chosen. You know, that's sad for me to hear that God is calling us, but he's only going to choose a few. He's only choosing a few of us. When I look out in the world, there's a lot of people, but God said he's only choosing a few because those are the people that have made themselves ready. So look around. And see, are most people seriously trying to follow God? And then after you look there, look at yourself and see, are you seriously trying to follow him? This is important. You know, God, I honestly did not plan to come here, but I know when God brings this feeling upon me is because things are happening. Things are going to happen quickly. Quickly. Uh, whenever I have this feeling, it's because something is about to happen. And I don't know what it is. He, he doesn't always tell me. But the Bible tells us he will not do anything except he reveal it to his prophets. So, I'm urging you to wake up. You know, Paul told us to wake up out of our sleep. It's high time. Our salvation, look, judgment is, is, is closer now than it was when we first heard about it, when we were children, running around and didn't have a care in the world. <laughs> All we were concerned with was having a good time, playing, eating. He said, your salvation is nearer. Time is winding up. For somebody, tonight will be the night. 
They're going to bed with the best of health. Going to bed, look, just left the gym. And won't wake up to see tomorrow. Time is winding up. So I want to read again. First John chapter five. Let's see what verse five says, man. Who is he that overcometh the world? but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm saying all of this because I want you to overcome this world. I want you to be saved. This is the most important thing that will ever happen to you. This is the most important thing for you to overcome this world. See, there's a lot of things going on in the world that we just can't seem to get loose from, people having different problems, people can't overcome different addictions, different struggles, some problems people have, they don't even want to have them, can't seem to overcome. But if we get into the word of God, all things are possible through Christ, which strengthens us, we can overcome. Read for us, man. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not mm-hmm. by water only, but by water and blood. We can overcome if we come by water and blood. By water and blood. Now, if we take the first birth, the natural birth, We were in our mother's womb in water and blood. That's the first birth. But we know the Bible tells us we have to be born again. I'm trying to tell you things that it's going to take for you to overcome this world, for you to be saved. Now, somebody's going to look at it, and I've talked to many people, and you know what they tell me, man? <laughs> they say, I don't get that deep into it. They say, I don't look that close into it. But you look close at everything else. If you see a spot on your face, you're looking close at that spot on your face. You get close to that mirror to try to find out. You see a gray hair. You you think you see a gray hair in your head. You're looking real close. Man, is that a gray hair? (laughs) We're looking close at everything. Everything. If you, if you hear some news about somebody, you hear some juicy gossip, but you start to look close. You start looking at them a little bit more because you want to know if what you heard is really true. See, we're looking close at a lot of things. So God is not going to accept these excuses. The Bible said at one consent, they all began to make excuse for why we would not do what God said do. <laughs> I'm trying to help somebody tonight, Mel, because I feel that somebody's time is winding up. I know all of ours is, but somebody's going to get out of here real soon, sooner than they're expecting. And you know what? They're going to wait until it's too late. That's what the rich man did. Hallelujah. That's what the rich man did. He started asking for a drop of water. Brother, you waited too late to overcome. Now in hell, the man is asking for water. You should have been asking for water and blood while you were here. 
Now you waited too late. Somebody's going to wait too late because somebody is feeling, well, I'll wait till next week. Yeah, I know I need to do this, but it's a powerful word, but we use it all the time. But I'll wait until next week, next month, next year. You know, God tells us to do certain things. And we say, I'm going to, but I'm just not ready right now. When are you going to get ready? How long has God been calling us? Somebody is going to allow time to run out. The Bible tells us it was five wise and five foolish. While they all tarried, they slept and slumbered. While they all slept, the bridegroom came. Jesus came back. And it was too late for somebody. Now they're trying to get themselves ready. Somebody's going to wait too late. How many times have uh, somebody, somebody was supposed to pick us up? And they told us what time they're getting there. And then they give you a phone call. And they say, yeah, I'm outside. They send you a text. Yeah, I'm outside. And now we, we now we get up out of bed. <laughs> now we're saying, hold on, let me put my shoes on. I've been guilty. But we're going to wait too late with God because he's not going to wait because he's waiting right now. The Bible said he's long-suffering. He's patient with us, waiting on us to make our minds up. But somebody's never going to do what he says. So he said, we overcome this world by coming by water and blood. What does that mean? Water and blood. Jesus told us, he that is baptized, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. You know, baptism is so important for your salvation. Hallelujah. I want to deal with a few things tonight, if if I can get to it. I want to deal with a few things tonight because somebody out there feels how they're baptized is not important. Somebody feels they don't need to be baptized at all. But this is the way that you overcome through the water and through the blood. See, this baptism means more than just water. He said, Jesus didn't come by water only. That's in verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only. See, the, the mistake that we're making is we think water baptism is only concerning water. But it concerns water and blood. When you do it the correct way, water and blood. See, the blood is in the name of Jesus. That's why it's important when you are baptized to call on the name of Jesus. The preacher needs to call on the name of Jesus at your baptism. And if he does not, you need to do it again. You need to find someone who will do it the way they did it in the scripture. This is important. See, the rich man, he waited too late. He's down there asking for water. He's waited too late. Brother, you should have gotten the water and blood. You would have overcame. You would not have found yourself in hell. 
if you had taken the water when you had a chance, if you had lined up and followed what God said when you had a chance. So this is where we are. We have an opportunity right now to be baptized in his name, to receive the Holy Ghost. God is waiting on us to do these things. So many people out there tonight are without it, but this is your opportunity. Don't continue to put this thing off because you're going to run out of time. I'm telling you what's going to happen. So a lot of times we feel we have a lot of time to do things. So many times when I was in school, you know you have an assignment to do. And you say, yeah, I'm going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow comes, somebody say, yeah, we're going over here. We're going to watch a movie. You say, man, I did want to see that movie. Well, I'll do that paper tomorrow. I'll do it the next day. And something always seems to come up. Always. And before you know it, it's the day before that papers do. So you find yourself trying to stay up all night <laughs> to get this paper written. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. We're, we think we have a lot of time, but the more we put it off, you know what? God is going to allow some things to come up. He's going to allow it because he sees us putting things off that he told us to do. He sees us putting it off. So he said, fine. I'll allow some, I'll allow some things to come up because he sees it's not a priority. You know, one thing that is a priority to people is eating. And we don't put that off very much. No, sir. We don't put eating off very much. It is a high priority. The word of God is our food. We need to do what he says in a timely manner. Otherwise, we're going to spiritually starve to death. Spiritually, we are starving because we're not doing what God said. And now this man has went to hell and we didn't pick it up. But the rich man, he went to hell and now he's down there asking for water, asking for God's help. But it's too late. You know what? The man was rejected. Don't think that God is always going to come to your rescue. I'm telling you, he will not. At a certain point, God will be done with you. And you might think, wow, that's harsh. But let me ask you, don't you get that way with people? At a certain point with people, aren't you done with them? That's how, pe that's how we are. But God, he's long-suffering way more long-suffering than we are. He's waiting for years and years. Some of us, we're, we're 18, 19, 20, 25, 30, and God is still waiting. Suppose, suppose God told you, suppose you wanted something. Um, um, suppose you wanted uh, a new house, because we all want a new house. Suppose you wanted a new house, and God said, you know what? You can get one. You'll just have to wait for 30 years. Just think about how disappointed you would be in hearing those words. We feel, God, why can't you do it now? 
I'm trying to do right, God. Why can't I get this house now? Just think about the fact, just pick your age and think about how long God has been waiting on us to do right. Just think about that. He's waiting. But you know what? There's coming a point, the Bible said he'll hand us over to the devil himself. Give us over to a reprobate mind. Is the God we serve, the Bible calls him the great and terrible God. He'll be very terrible to you if that's how you treat him. If you neglect him, if you try to run over him and disregard him, he's still God. He's not afraid of us. He doesn't have to answer to us. So we need the water and the blood. I want to deal with baptism a little bit tonight, if I can, because this is really something that God will have to open your eyes to. But I want to, 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 to explain to you how water and blood are connected throughout the scripture as well as the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is connected to the water and blood. I want to read here. Drop down, Melvin, to verse 8. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. Mm -hmm. And these three agree in one. How can two walk together except they be agreed? The water and blood as hand in hand. And then you also have the spirit as two different things. I know it's three, but if you can understand, it's two. Because the water and blood are hand in hand. Think back to the sea that the children of Israel crossed. We called it the Red Sea for a reason. God picked that sea for a reason to represent blood and water. This baptism is important. Don't allow anyone to deceive you. Look, if you sit here tonight and you say, well, I've already been baptized, thank God. Learn about why you did it. I can assure you, you don't understand all of these things. Learn about why you did it. So he said, these three agree. We have the spirit, the water, and blood. So I'm not going to deal with the spirit tonight, but we need the spirit. You, you need to receive the Holy Ghost. If you've been baptized without the Holy Ghost, you need to be working on it. Tonight, there's nothing stopping you from getting down and praying tonight. There's nothing stopping you. Look, you go to the sink and wash dishes. You can be praying at the sink while you're washing dishes. Calling on the name of the Lord. Look, you take a shower. You can get in the shower. You can be praying. There's nothing stopping you. If you have to get out and drive somewhere, there's nothing stopping you from praying, asking God, Lord, I want you to fill me with the Holy Ghost. Lord, I want you to help my mind. There's nothing stopping you. The Bible tells us man ought to always pray. That doesn't mean you have to get down on your knees every time. You can be at your job. You can, you can be anywhere. You can be at Walmart praying in your mind, Lord, help me to follow your word. While you're picking up a bag of, uh, of onions, 
You can be praying wherever you are, and you should be. So there's no excuse that God is going to accept. I'll, I'll be honest with you. See, our parents let us get away with a lot of excuses <laughs> because they love their baby. But I'm going to tell you, God is your father. He's not going to allow you to get away with all these excuses. The Bible tells us he chastises those that he loves. He corrects us. He corrects us. He won't let us get away. So the water and blood, that's what we found at the Red Sea. The sea was red. Ask yourself what color is blood. It's red. Water and blood. What was the first miracle that Jesus performed, recorded in Scripture? He turned wine. That's red. He turned it. Turned water. Excuse me. He turned water into blood. Water into wine. That's what he was talking about. He's trying to show us the connection between the two. He's trying to show us the connection. When Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible tells us sweat dropped off his head as great drops of blood, as if it were great drops of blood, water and blood. Jesus, even being on the cross, the Bible tells us he was pierced in his side. Out came blood and water. There's a connection between the two. So now that you understand that, I want you to understand why baptism is so important. Because this is the way that you receive the blood of Jesus. I know people talk about, oh, plead the blood. We can plead all we want. But if you do not do this, you don't have the blood. See, back in the Old Testament, back in the Old Testament at the Passover, they had to kill the lamb and take the blood and put it over their doorpost. Look, if the death angel came there at night and when he showed up at the door and knocked on the door, he wasn't going to do any knocking. But uh, bear with me in my folly, as Paul would say, if the death angel knocked on the door and said, hey, uh, I didn't see the blood over the doorpost. And you say, hey, I'm pleading the blood of the lamb. He said, well, you should have put it on that doorpost. The Bible told us, God told them, the death angel was going to kill the firstborn child that did not have the blood over the doorpost. See, it's not about talking about the blood. You have to have that blood over you. And so that was their Passover as they left out of Egypt. But now we have the true Passover, who is Jesus Christ. He is the lamb. He is the spiritual lamb. And he came and shed his blood for us. So now that the blood has been shed, how do you get it? You don't get it by talking. How do you receive his blood to cover you, buried with him in baptism. Pick up the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. And let's, let's get verse 12 there. This is how you pick up the blood. I'm trying to show you the importance of water baptism. 
Now, I know we're going a little deep, but somebody out there will be able to understand this. And if you don't right now, keep studying, keep praying, and come back to this video uh, sometime in the future. God will open your eyes to this same way he did for me. He will open your eyes. Pick up verse 12 here, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12 now. All right, we have a few comments. Alexandria says, hey, family. Um, Kiara says, eternity is too long to be wrong. Definitely true. David says, we have too much to gain to lose. True as well. Mm -hmm. Jeremy says, the things that are against us, one, the world, two, the flesh, three, Satan, which it, it just boils down to being Satan anyway. Um, Alicia also says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, David says, all we have is right now and always, and also today is the day of salvation. Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to all of you guys. Thank you for the comments and thank you for tuning in. God bless you guys. So um, Colossians chapter two and verse 12, buried with him in baptism, mm -hmm. wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. There is an operation that takes place at the water. Uh, we did a Bible study on it a long time ago called blood transfusion. See, God applies the blood of Jesus over your life, over your body, over your soul at baptism. That's when it happens. Is You can go and say you plead all the blood you want to. I'm not telling you not to say it no more. But I want you to know you do not have the blood if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus. And I said, I'll deal with the spirit another night, but that's another crucial factor. If you have an idea that you have to receive the Holy Ghost, but I'm not going to deal with that tonight. But God knows we need the Holy Ghost. So there is an operation that takes place See, this is God's doing. You know, Moses, he went down to the Nile River and he turned that water into blood. There's an operation that takes place at the water. This water is important. The Bible makes it plain time and time again. It's hidden, but it's plain. It's right there in front of you. There's an operation that takes place at the water. When you go down in the name of Jesus and you're baptized, you pick up his blood. You are covering yourself. That's the reason you have to be fully buried. You have to be fully taken under so he can cover you. His blood covers you. Hallelujah. Buried with him in baptism. See, it's him that you need to be concerned with. This is God Almighty, Jesus himself. Buried with him in baptism. We're talking about Jesus. Tells us that in the verse right above. Pick, read verse 9 for us, Mel. I'm not going to deal with the guy here tonight, but read verse 9 for us. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Jesus is all of God. See, people are wondering, how should I be baptized? Look, be baptized in the name of Jesus. All of God is in him. Jesus told us, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Look, he's God all by himself. God got in a body and called himself Jesus. All of him. In him is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So 
Be baptized in his name. That's the name that he shed the blood in. There's an operation that takes place at the water. I want to go back. I want to go back. Pull up the book of Leviticus, Mel. Because I want to show you this has continually happened. Leviticus chapter 14. Leviticus 14. And let's start at verse 1. See, these things that were written in the Old Testament, I've referenced a lot of Old Testament things to bring us up to where we are now. But I want to show you how an operation has always taken place at the water. God saved the children of Israel at the water. God saved Noah and his family by water. You know, somebody said, Water doesn't save anybody. Baptism won't save anybody. Well, you know what? That's what that man in hell was asking for. Look, if you go to hell, you'll be begging for some water, and you'll feel that water is going to save you. Water saves. Peter told us that in the book of First, First Peter, chapter three and verse twenty, or I believe verse twenty-one. Baptism does now also save us. So. Let's pick up verse one here, because I want to show you something before my time runs out. Leviticus chapter 14, that verse one now. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper and the day of his cleansing. Now, God knows we need him to wash and clean us. You know, Jesus washed uh, Peter's feet. And Peter said, no, he, he rebuked him and told him, don't do it. He said, look, but if I don't clean you, look, you won't have any part of me. He said, well, look, clean my whole body. <laughs> clean me up. That's why we're born again, to be clean. That's what his, his word does. That's what water baptism does. That's what feeling of the Holy Ghost does. That's what his word does. It cleans us. Sin is a sickness. Jesus said he didn't come here. Uh, the physician. He said the physician, uh, the, the, those that are well, they're not the ones that are seeking a physician. It's the people that are sick. They need the physician. Sin is a sickness. And it's extremely contagious. Look, sin is more sickness. Sin is more contagious, excuse me, than COVID, than the flu, than pneumonia, than any of the most contagious, than chickenpox. Whatever contagious disease that we can find in this world, sin is more contagious. If you don't think so, just look back at your life. Look at some things you used to not do, but you started doing them. You know, I heard uh, someone say uh, their, their child wouldn't have started smoking if they weren't hanging around other people who were. Sin is contagious. If you find other people doing something, you don't want to feel left out. They start pressuring you. They start telling you, hey, man, try it. It's good. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's contagious. So now leprosy was a very contagious disease. And God gave a decree on how to cleanse someone of this disease. See, there's a way for us to be clean, hallelujah, washed clean of our sins. The blood washes away our sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. There is no forgiveness of sins found in the book of Hebrews. Without the shedding of blood, 
our sins will not be forgiven. Hallelujah. You need this. Don't wait until you get to hell like the rich man and start asking for the water. We need to be asking for the water and blood right now. We need to be asking for the Holy Ghost right now. Too many days and nights are passing and we're not seeking the things we really need. We're seeking everything else. There's a lot of other things we want to find out and to to receive. We want a house, a car. We want to know this and know that. But the things that God really wants us to know, we're not seeking. So he tells them what to do to be cleaned of a very contagious disease. Now, this is sin. Read for us, man. He shall be brought unto the priest. Hallelujah. Bring him to the preacher. There's an operation that's going to take place, and the preacher has to be involved with it. Moses had to be there at the Red Sea. Moses, when he turned the water into blood at the Nile River, he needs to be there. The preacher needs to be there. The pre- Look, let me say that the preacher needs to be the one that baptizes you. Don't let your mom, your dad, your cousin, your friend, your husband, your wife, that, that's not the one who needs to be baptizing you. The preacher needs to do this. Someone sent by God to do this job. You can't just let anyone do this and expect God to respect it. This is serious business we're talking. You see parents go and baptize their baby. That looks nice. That warms somebody's heart. But I'll be honest with you, that's not going to work. We need the priest, the preacher, to do this. Read for us, Mel. And the priest shall go forth out of the camp. Start back over that again. And the Lord. uh, Start start back in verse 2. This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. Mm -hmm. He shall be brought unto the priest. He shall be. That's what God said. This is the word of God. We have to do it the right way. Look, a preacher had to baptize me. I'm a preacher myself, and I couldn't baptize myself. You know, I heard somebody baptize themselves. (laughs) Now, I don't know how they did that, man, but I guess (laughs) that that fellow almost drowned trying to (laughs) say he baptized himself (laughs) in the Father, (laughs) Son, Holy Ghost. He probably cut that short when he went down, man. (laughs) Oh, Lord Jesus. He said he shall be brought to the priest. Read for us, man. And the priest shall go forth out of the camp. Mm-hmm. And the priest shall look, and mm-hmm. behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, then mm-hmm. shall the priest command to take for him, that is, to be cleansed, two birds alive and clean. Now, this is a process that's going to take place, an operation, a blood transfusion is what I called it in the past. This is going to be the removal of sin. It's going to take place in the water. Glory be to God. There's something about the water and the blood. But you can't have it unless you get it in Jesus' name. Has to be in the name of Jesus. He said, take two birds. This is the cleaning process. This is representing what Jesus did for us, buried with him in baptism. Buried with him in baptism. This is what Jesus did for us now. 
Look at this. Take two birds to the priest. Uh-huh. And cedar wood. Mm-hmm. And scarlet and hyssop. Hallelujah. Somebody smart enough to know what color scarlet is. It's red. Scarlet is red. He said, take the two birds and the wood. We know what Jesus was killed on. The tree. They killed him on the wood. Take two birds alive. Get these other things. Read for us, Melvin. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. Hallelujah. One of the birds need to be killed. That's why they killed Jesus right here on earth. Killed him right here. He said there needed to be running water. Kill one of the birds. Uh Uh-huh. As for the living bird, he shall take it, and the cedar wood, and the scarlet, and the hyssop, and shall dip them, and the living bird, and the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. At the water is where the operation takes place. I thank God for the operation that takes place at the water. On my behalf, yeah, he died, and he declared it is finished on the cross. But yeah, his job was, but yours is just beginning. He said, take up your cross and follow me. He commanded us some things we needed to do. You got to get the water and blood. Don't wait too late like the rich man and be in hell begging for water. It's too late. So here he takes two birds living. Both of these birds were alive. Takes two birds, kills one. And takes the bird that is still alive and covers that bird in the blood. Hallelujah. He, the bird is covered with the blood. This is us. Jesus died to give us his blood. But we have to go to the water to be covered with that blood. You won't get it anywhere else. You can plead and pray and do everything you want to do. You can jump, shout, dance. Look, the people that God rejected, and I believe Matthew, the seventh chapter, they said, Lord, look, we've done so many wonderful works in your name. We've casted out devil. We did so many things for you. He said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Somebody, I can guarantee you, somebody didn't have the blood, but they pleaded it. Somebody didn't have the blood to cover them because they didn't go down in the water. They didn't go and have the operation performed, buried with him in baptism. They didn't have the operation. So two birds here. One bird died. That's what Je- that represented Jesus. He died for us. Take his blood and cover the living bird. That's us. He died so that we can live. Old things are passed away and all things are made new. The, the, the prodigal son, after he returned back to his father, he said, look, this my son, he was dead. Hallelujah. But he's alive now. He's alive now. So read that for us, Mel. 
Verse and, seven. and he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times. Got to put the blood on him, uh-huh. And shall pronounce him clean. Mm-hmm. And shall let the living bird loose into the open field. Now the bird is free. I, I want to be free. Don't you want to be free? Don't you want to be cleansed of your sins? You have to be baptized. Let, let's wrap it up, Melvin. In the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Acts 2 and 38. This is how you can be free. Uh, uh, the king wrote in one place, he said, oh, that I had wings. But he said he'd fly away, wings as a dove. He can fly away. You can have those wings. Receive the Holy Ghost. That's how you get your wings. We did about uh, a Bible study on that some time back. You can be free tonight when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. I actually want to get two other verses. I want to get this, and we'll run somewhere else really quickly. Read verse 38 for us, Mel. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is, this is how you receive the water and blood. Now, you still have to receive the Spirit, which is receiving the Holy Ghost. But the water and blood, you get that at baptism. That's why you have to call on the name of Jesus. The blood is in that name. I want to go and get one other thing, because I know someone always feels baptism does not save you. I want you to pick up 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 20. because somebody feels baptism, the water and the blood doesn't save you. See, the water is not just water. That's why somebody doesn't understand it saves, because it's not only water. It is water and blood. We have to be covered by that blood so we can fly away. Read verse 24, man. Which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. Mm-hmm. While the while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that few. is, mm-hmm. that is, eight souls were saved by water. Now you think you got all the time in the world to get right, but back then, now the Bible doesn't tell us how many people were alive, but I know it had to have been a lot of people alive. It had to. These people live for a very long time, hundreds of years. They weren't living to just make it to 50 or 60 as we are today. These people lived hundreds of years. So I know there's a lot of people on the earth. And you know what? Out of all of those people, eight of them were saved by water. Eight saved by water. Somebody says water doesn't save. Read for us, man, verse 21. The like figure, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Water, baptism, he said it's saving you. But the reason it saves you is because it is not only water. Jesus came not by water only, but he came by water and blood. He himself was baptized. He himself went down in the water. And now we have to go down in that water. 
and pick up his blood. He shed it on the cross, but there is a process and operation that takes place that you have to be willing to do. You have to go to the priest, go and allow a God-sent preacher to baptize you in the name of Jesus to wash away your sins, to clean you of that disease, which is sin, a very contagious disease. Water saves because it's not water alone. If you could see this, you would see it's water and blood. Now, we, we might deal with the spirit next week, but it's water and blood. You need both, but they come together. They're hand in hand. But if you do not get baptized in the name of Jesus, you did not get the blood. You did not. Because the blood is tied up in his name. At this time, we'll pass it back over to Mary. And I thank you guys. Um, I, I hope and pray that you would look into these things. Search it. Seek it. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, look, you'll be filled. That's the word of God. So back in this, again, in the hands of Melvin, God bless you guys. I love y'all. Thank you, guys. Yes, um, thank you um, for the message, Minister. But it is a lot of things that could be added to this. Um, the water water and blood is mentioned all throughout the Bible. Um, Tony mentioned a message we did a long time ago called a blood transfusion. And I just happened to remember that was week number 10. And we are on week 194, still preaching the same thing that Moses, Noah, all of these preachers in the Bible preached. And another reason I remember that is we were already live for about an hour and a half. And then we went offline and we realized that one of our friends had a question after we went off. So we went back home to answer that question. And other people had questions and, and it ended up being another hour and a half to two hours um, during that same night because that's how important it is. This stuff is really important. You know, um, we had a guy who found our channel on Facebook a while ago and wanted to be baptized. Uh, Tony and I were willing to make the drive. I forgot where he stayed, but we were going to meet him in, I believe it was St. Louis, Missouri, just so, um, you know, this guy could be baptized the right way. I, I do believe he ended up finding someone to do it. But yes, we were willing to make that drive because that is how important it is. It reminds me in the book of Acts, I believe is somewhere in chapter five, um, where Philip talked to the eunuch. The eunuch didn't know what he was reading, um, something in the book of Isaiah. And then it said, and Philip preached unto him, Jesus. And then the eunuch said, here is water right here. What doth hinder me? What is stopping me to be baptized? I don't want to wait. I don't know how much time I have left. Um, any any of us could drop dead at any time. I remember a story about this basketball player who just collapsed in the middle of a game. And no matter who looked at him to, you know, who performed the autopsy, nobody knew what was wrong with him. That could happen to either one of us being the best of health. People got COVID and died, never had a health problem in their lives. So we should not put off the things that God is telling us to do. And we have many questions. We may have many questions about this, but they're all answered. John chapter three, we see a conversation between Jesus and the ruler of the Jews, Nicodemus. 
and Nicodemus, I, I heard a great preacher call it a flattering. He say, Rabbi, which means to say, Master, we know you are a man of God because nobody can do these miracles that you do except God be with them. And then Jesus got straight to the point and said, and said except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And Nicodemus said, how can I go back into my mother's womb and be born when I am old? But that's not what Jesus was talking about. But that's a good thing because people today will have that same question. What do you mean? Born again. I'm already born. Well, that's why we have to do it again. Um, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, one group had the baptism without the Holy Ghost. The other group had the Holy Ghost without the baptism. Uh, you need you need both of them. Acts chapter 19, we had some disciples who had been baptized. See, I was baptized when I was 11. I didn't know what was going on with what. I don't remember what the preacher said, but Acts chapter 2, verse 37, it says, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. When I heard these scriptures, I had to go back. I had to do it again. The disciples had to be rebaptized. I had to do it again. I could have been baptized the correct way, but I didn't know for sure. I had to go back and do it again. And yeah, just like what we were reading in First Peter, um, he was talking about uh, Noah. Only eight people were saved by the water. And it covers this too, because some people will try to get smart and say, oh, you mean it's just taking a bath? We didn't get it. But right after, um, right next, what I was reading, it says it's not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but is the answer of a good conscience towards God. And a lot of people may call that foolish, just like the message of Noah when he preached rain, when nobody had ever heard of rain. It's the, it's the same thing today. God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and the weak things to confound the strong. And um, I think we have a few more comments. Uh, David says, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's the name, the name, the name brings on the blood. It is really important. Uh, he also says, Matthew chapter 7, starting with verse 21. I believe that's when um, God said, not everyone that's saying unto me, Lord, Lord, shall be saved. People are going to come and say, I've, did, I've done this, I've done that, all in your name. But if they don't have the blood, they will not get in. Mark 16, verse 16, they that believe and are baptized the same shall be saved. And then Jeremy um, quotes Luke 3, 21 and 22, um, talking about Jesus' baptism. And after Jesus got baptized and got the Holy Ghost, God was saying, um, this is my beloved son, and he I am well pleased. And that is the first time that we see God say that about Jesus. So we know how important this is. It's really important. And I believe that is all of the comments. So thank you guys so much for the interactions, the questions, all the comments. We got David, Alexandria, Kiara, Jeremy, Alicia, and Sister Rosie. And if I've missed any, which I don't believe I have, I do deeply apologize. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you guys got something out of the message. And as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every single Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, 
count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your earthly situation looks like. God can bring you to it. He definitely can bring you through it. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. And, and I believe Tony said we'll be dealing with the spirit next week. So yeah, you don't want to miss it. It'll be a great message. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.